going to do it like this for the next hour. All gospel. So uh, here we go. We're going to start off like this. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Football Chat. Ask Me Anything series. Tonight we've got Dynasty Nerd and IDP Army content creator Balmer here in the stage with us. Balmer, how you doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you, as everybody here on the server knows, but to any listeners that aren't here on the server, Bombers are regular here. He, uh, I would say, guys, cut his chops here in the server, so to say, and then Dynasty Nerds took notice of his IDP knowledge, and here he is uh, writing articles for him, getting published, doing all that big stuff. Uh, so big shout out to Bomber and the Dynasty Nerds, but... I don't want to take away his opportunity to shout out everybody that he's working for. So go ahead and give us a rundown of what you're putting out, what's coming up, what do we have to look forward to from you? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I got started uh, actually with IDP Army, uh, writing a few articles, breaking down the different platforms and what they have to offer for your IDP leagues. And then I've since wrote some articles for Dynasty Nerds uh, with some IDP rookie sleepers, some fantasy outlooks for a couple different teams, just trying to get my feet wet with everything and seeing seeing what's out there. And have you enjoyed the journey so far? Yeah, I have, actually. A lot of, a lot of helpful people out there helping me to hone my craft and become a better writer. Um, not really something, you know, if I look back a couple of years, I'm like, you know, I didn't really see myself doing this, but now that I'm doing it, I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. Gotcha. Um, and not to jump the gun on any of the questions asked here in chat, but while you're talking about, uh, you know, making connections and all, is there anybody in particular you want to give a shout out to uh, while you've got the chance? Uh, yeah, I guess, um, I mean, if, if we're going back to why I am where I am, it would be to you, first of all. Um, well, that, that's not what I meant. No, <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. I'm just, I'm just uh, basically the carpenter for the house. So who in the house uh, can you think? Built it, though. Um, yeah, Jordan Reigns, he, he's, uh, he's the guy that gave me my first shot of being a writer and uh, has really kind of, you know, helped guide me along the way uh, with all of this to uh, kind of hone my craft and give me the confidence that I need to be able to, you know, keep moving forward with all of this and to really, I guess, believe that, you know, the information I'm giving out is, is actually something people want to hear. And definitely a big shout out to Jordan. He's uh, been on the server for a few AMAs. He's definitely a, uh heavy down in the IDP section as well, providing help just like you are. Um, so big respect to both of you all for putting in the work down there. Everybody knows the indexes can be quite the challenge. So kudos to anybody that braves that front. Yeah, uh, he actually just brought me in on doing some work on the index for IDP Army, which is, I mean, he put... I don't know how many hours into, and I've only just kind of started scratching the service on doing stuff. We uh, we just added 
another session for all of the defensive players who wear the, the green dot, the play callers on the field. So that way you know, hey, that guy is going to be on the field pretty much the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, speaking of the games that we've got on right now, uh, are you uh, tuned into them? Are you recording them? Or what's the deal here uh, while you're answering all these questions? I am not recording them, but I'm trying to kind of keep an eye on them. Nice. As we're here, but kind of primarily focused here right now. <laughs> smart, smart, because we want the good stuff from you. So let's jump right into it. Uh, and we'll start off from the very top. How did I manage to beat you in your own area of expertise last year? I mean, blind, blind squirrel finds a nut, you know, like it happens. Terrible answer. Next question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think we we came down to to the end there. I think that was. In the it was a good championship. It was yeah. a really good championship. If I'm not mistaken, but I think there were a couple areas where some of my guys just didn't come through for me in the end, and it is what it is. It's not like you're a slouch in that area by any stretch. So. Um. But that was just a little jokey question. We'll get into the real stuff now. Uh, oh, icebreaker! No, I got you. Uh, when you're looking at a prospect, what do you? What are some of the specifics in the defensive talent? And Diego also adds, "What's your equal to seeing an RB that runs low or has quick cuts, etc., for linebackers and such?" Like, I guess, what sort of movements are you looking for? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a really good question. I think as far as any any veteran player I'm looking at, I'm looking at just how many opportunities are they getting. Um, one of the, the biggest things I look at are, are snap counts, honestly, because, you know, talent is talent, and you're going to have your players who are always going to have those they're going to make their own opportunities, but then you're going to have other players who have opportunity dumped on them and they make the most of it. And, you know, those are your kind of tier two, three guys. Um, but as far as like any sort of movements on film or anything like that, I think it's really just how fast can they get to the ball carrier? And you get that explosiveness, that speed, that burst. You know, I was watching, <clears throat> I was watching that preseason game last week with Micah Parsons, for example, and he just found a, a lane to get to Chase Claypool, who's like not a slow receiver by any stretch of the imagination, and chased him down from behind and got the tackle. You know, that's the kind of thing I look for is the people who are able to to get to the ball and just get it, get, you know, get the pads on him. And, you know, obviously if you can get to the ball carrier behind the line of scrimmage, that's, that's going to be another, another thing you want to look at. But as far as like any sort of movements or agility, I mean, I think you can split hairs and get down to the nitty gritty on that. But when it comes down to it, like, it's not as important as it would be for like a running back's vision or cutting ability or anything like that. Like there is that aspect to it as well, but I don't think it's as important as it is for someone like a running back. 
Gotcha. And staying in the preseason wheelhouse, are there any preseason additions you feel can make an impact on the fantasy side of things, such as Nickel Roby Coleman and Steven Nelson, et cetera, et cetera, asked by our man Phil? I don't I don't know about those two guys. I think I think as far as fantasy contribution, you're not gonna see a whole lot of fantasy contribution there that's gonna really swing the needle in any direction as far as bumping them up a tier or making them any more fantasy relevant than they were before. Um, I mean we've got some other preseason additions and changes that I think are gonna have a little bit more of a bigger impact, I think, of players like Keanu Neal, who has been, you know, when healthy, has been one of the elite um, defensive backs on the field. But now he's with the Cowboys, and everyone's saying he's going to be a linebacker, and so that's going to affect his value um, if he moves into a linebacker position because they've got so many other, you know, talented players at linebacker. Yeah, good points made all around, and definitely don't disagree with that at all. Um, Diego is here saying, in a mixed league, where where is it appropriate to start taking IDP? That is a really good question. Um, it ultimately depends on the type of league you're in with mixed. Uh, so let's assume you're starting at least two at each defensive position, linebacker, defensive line, and defensive back, as well as at least, you know, one or two defensive flex players. And for like a QB one league or a one QB league, um, you're looking at around the fourth or fifth round. Occasionally you'll see somebody reach and grab like a Devin White in the third round or TJ Watt in the third round, if they're one to get their guy, but um, in a one QB league, you're looking towards the end of the fourth round, fifth round, kind of that turn area and a super flex. Um, you basically just kind of push it back a round or two um, to look to start drafting your defensive players. I was going to say, yeah, uh, it's definitely scoring dependent. I remember shocking the world whenever Darius Leonard in the what was it, the fourth round, and everybody was like, "What is going on right now?" Sort of deal. Uh, it's definitely for all the IDP folks. Bomber can test this as well. Pay attention to that scoring settings and how it compares to the offensive players, because you know you could really capitalize when people are being clueless. Absolutely, I think. I think that's you bring up scoring settings. That's one of the that's one of the big barriers I think to people taking a leap into adding IDP to their leagues, um, which is where I think you know Jordan has devoted a lot of his time in promoting that IDP one two three balance scoring. I think that's something that obviously you can tweak and modify it, but I think if IDP is going to take off and be the next super flex or whatever, the next hot thing. We've really got to nail down that, you know, baseline scoring settings to make sure that people know what they're getting into and they can 
trust the rankings and everything like that to make sure that they're going to have an enjoyable experience with IDP. How long have you been playing IDP, by the way? I am entering my ninth season. Ninth season? That's impressive. Uh, 2012 was when one of my buddies was like, hey, come check out this league. And I'm like, sure. What, you know, sounds good. And he's like, oh, by the way, we do individual defensive players. And I'm like, okay, that sounds really cool because I've been playing fantasy football for well over 10 years and have always just hated team defenses. Like, it's just, I could go on and on about that, but when he's but like, we can score individual defensive players. And I'm like, oh, that sounds a lot more interesting because, you know, you're, you've got a lot more players you can pay attention to in a given game. Whereas if you're only doing offense, you, you know, you're cut your, you cut your, you know, what you care about in half, basically. Um, so, yeah, I started back in 2012 with like, a, I think, I think it was even a free league. And then the year after that, I got invited to a league that's been doing IDP for, I want to say, since the late 80s, maybe early 90s. Like, these are some old-timey IDP guys, like, going way back. Um, I got invited to the league. They had a spot open, and I won it my first year by 0.3 points. Mm, Love that. The guy I beat is still pissed about it. <laughs> if only it were four points, so it would even be better. But right. Um. So uh, I was going to say, uh, do you get like a ten-year chip after you get that many years under your belt for IDP? Does somebody send you that in the mail? Unfortunately, no. I just get you know ten years of being superior than everybody at fantasy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> on, on your good years, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've had my ups and downs for sure, as we all have. Um, chugging right along here in these questions. Yeah, do you avoid some IDP players based on the defense around them, or how much talent surrounds them? I. Or if you want to go a different yeah. direction, yeah. If you want to go a different direction, do you tend to favor or fade defensive players that play on teams with high-powered offenses? Yes and no. I think. I mean, you take the Kansas City Chiefs for example. They don't have that top-tier elite IDP fantasy player that's going to be, you know, taken in the first few rounds of IDP. You've got a few players who will be a solid, you know, DB two or three option, like Honey Badger, for example. You know, he's not going to light your team on fire, but he's going to get those opportunities where he, you know, gets a couple interceptions in a game or or something like that, but he's just not going to have the same amount of opportunity that someone on, you know, a, a team that 
is going to see, you know, the, def- the defense is going to see the field a lot more as far as that goes. So um, I think, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of, of that going on uh, where you've got the high-powered offenses who can really keep a, keep a, keep a defense off the field. Um, so I do think that there are cases like that. And then there are other cases where, you know, there was, you know, another question I think I saw where it was like, if I had a gun held to my head, what new England Patriots player would I have on my IDP roster? And it's like, they just rotate people in so many different times that the, it's a crapshoot. I mean, if I had a gun held to my head, it would be Adrian Phillips, but it's not one of those things where I'm looking at the Patriots for, you know, a consistent IDP starter. And we're going to jump around. There are so many questions, but we touched <laughs> on the, uh, let's get into the defensive positions and its importance in IDP. Um, we know, but, for the audience, which position is king? Go ahead and let me know. I mean, it's got to be a linebacker. <clears throat> it's got to be the linebacker. Darius yeah, I've, I've always, one, right? whenever somebody asks me, like, where, like, what would be the offensive equivalent of the defensive positions? And I always say, you know, you've got your linebackers or your core, kind of like your running backs. You've got your defensive backs and your wide receivers, and then you've got defensive line and tight end. And those are the parallels there are pretty, pretty good. Um, You know, I think Sprinkle Stick asked the question, you know, what position falls off a cliff in IDP IDP formats first? And it's the same as it is in offense where you got tight ends that just, you've got your top, you know, five to 10 who are going to be good, consistent scores, and then it just kind of falls off a cliff. And you'll have people who are decent enough to, you know, be on your team, but they're not going to blow up your your point totals like, like you know, the top guys would be. So I think linebackers are, are definitely king, and you want to get your elite linebackers first. And then you want to kind of go after go after the rest, and I I think that kind of parallels with you know the offensive side with running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Do you think uh, one of the linebackers this year is going to be the dark horse defensive rookie of the year? I gotta I gotta say Parsons is looking really good. I just don't know if they're going to give him as much of an opportunity as he needs to. Um kind of gun shy after what happened last year with Isaiah Simmons, you know, he was coming like a bat out of hell out of college and then they just didn't use him at all, you know, really at all. And so I'm a little gun shy, but he's got everything there. Like I was saying, he's got the speed, he's got the explosiveness, he's got the tackling ability. And I just think, you know, out of any of the the linebackers to, to really pull away from the rest, it's got to be Parsons. Um, I think, Guys like Jamin Davis and Zayman Collins and and guys like that are going to have a chance to, um, and I think they have the the ability and the talent to. But I just think, you know, Parsons has just that 
that advantage over them with his skill set. Let's not sleep on how fast Saving Collins truly is. Right. Right. I mean, whatever came about of that, do we know? Has that been settled? Oh, is uh, off the field issues? Yeah. I haven't seen anything else about it or any sort of any sort of uh, league punishment or team punishment or anything like that. Um, you know, it's didn't seem like it was as serious as the situation with Frank Clark, but um, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, we'll uh, stay on the linebacker position. Uh, favorite sleeper overall linebacker of the year. I'm going sleeper linebacker. I think I'm going to go. I was debating on this and I think I kept going back to Derek Barnes up with the Lions. Like I think the opportunities there, you know, he's, he's not behind too many people there. You know, you've got, you know, Jamie Collins, who's getting up there in age and really no other elite talent up there. And he was pretty dominant to Purdue. So I think he's really got a chance to kind of come through as a taxi or even a late middle of the season potential starter or flex option. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your, uh, by the way, who's your favorite defensive squad this year? Maybe not even necessarily fantasy-wise, but who are you most excited to watch? I got to say it's the, the Washington fo- football team again. I think they, they lit it up last year. They're going to – they only got better with, you know, the addition of Jamin Davis and Landon Collins coming back. Um, I got to I gotta stick with them. I think they're going to have another dominant performance. Um, and I think that they're going to be – Really fun to watch still, especially you've got, you know, Montez Sweats going into his third year. And then obviously Chase Young's going into his, his second year. And I think he can only go up from, from where he's at. Gotcha. Um, just curious there. Sorry, I uh, jumped away from the user questions. But we'll go back to... Again, the linebackers, because there's lots of linebacker questions here. Um, let's find one. There's so many. Uh, well, actually, how much do you look into the coaching changes when looking at IDP, IDP players in general in a dynasty format? Not as much as I probably should, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's definitely something that's kind of an afterthought when I'm looking at things, but it's definitely something I'm paying more attention to. Um, I think the one that kind of threw me off guard was the Rams defensive coordinator switch, which could impact a couple of different things. Um, So I think I just don't know. I don't know how to really process through the amount of effect it would have on a given player. Like, I, I don't know if there's a way to quantify it. I think, obviously, if you're switching, completely switching schemes and you're moving a, you know, a, a 4-3 defensive end into a 3-4 kind of out, outside linebacker role, 
that might change up just kind of changing how his steps work and like how he goes towards the, the quarterback and different things like that. But I just don't, I don't know of a way to really quantify it. I think, I think it's, I think it's a little easier to quantify it when there's a clear change in position where you've got a player and I'll, I'll just go back to Keanu Neal cause he's probably the, the, the biggest bust. No, I mean, obviously if you have him on your team, you think, you know, he came off that top finish and then he gets hurt a bunch and whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a player who has historically been a defensive back and then he switches to a different team and they're saying, we're going to use him as a linebacker. I think that is an example where you can more easily quantify a, uh, a fantasy value change more so yeah. than a defensive coordinator. Because I think going back again, like a player is still going to um, be that same player. And he's going to, if he's really good, he's going to make his opportunities happen. And the inference maker would be if a new defensive coordinator decides completely to change up the entire defensive scheme to nullify a specific position to be irrelevant. And I mean, I can think of maybe a couple examples of that, maybe like the Browns where the linebacker situation there is kind of up in the air already. And then you've got Joe Woods there who doesn't really like to use more than maybe one or two linebackers at any given time. He likes to go with the, the nickel and dime packages a lot more heavily than maybe some of the other defensive coordinators. So, you know, that one or two line, those one or two linebackers who get the nod are going to be it. And it may just be one of them who is going to be someone who's consistently going to produce for your team. So I think you do have to look at it, but at the end of the day, you're really just going to be looking at your snap counts and the opportunities that a given player has. So I think the coordinator himself is not going to have as much of a quantifiable effect on things as long as that player is still getting their snap counts. Um, and that leads me to the next question. We can get in the weeds for hours about <laughs> all that stuff, but for folks that are just getting into IDP or are becoming more interested in IDP, what are, firstly, the do's and don'ts of you know just the basics? And then also, what are some good resources that you like to use whenever you first got into IDP or still use? So when I got into IDP, there, there weren't a lot of resources out there. I think <clears throat> IDP was still kind of in its infancy as far as, you know, having a lot of resources out there to look at. You would get, like ESPN would throw out a top 100 IDPs but they wouldn't really have a lot of analytics or anything like that to go with it. They would just kind of throw out a list and you would go off of that. Um, there were a couple of people early on on Twitter that produced some quality um, like deep dive analytics 
Um, there's a guy in England, Tom. I keep, I always mess up his name, Tom Kingsling, Kingslingberry. I can, <clears throat> I can look it up here in a second, but he does a lot of the deep depth dives into each and every team and snap counts and where not only snap counts, but where a given player takes snaps on the field. So like you've got a, a linebacker and, you know, do they take snaps in middle? Do they take snaps at, you know, Mike or Will, those different linebacker positions? Do they go down in like a, you know, defensive line snaps a couple of times or safeties? Do they line up at linebacker? Do they line up in the nickel? Do they line up high, low? They He breaks it down way deeper than I think I've seen anyone do it. But I think for someone getting into IDP, that's going to be way down the road. I think when it comes down to it, just getting started out, you got to find, you know, a resource that just has that list and you got to trust that list and you just go with it. And as you play and you get a couple of seasons under your belt, you start to really understand and and be able to to know okay why was this person ranked where they were um, and if you look at you you're watching the games more and you're watching the games not just for the offensive players but you're taking a look at how the defensive players are playing and different things like that and so you start to see things from a different perspective and then it just kind of starts coming to you and then you start digging into the the deeper analytics and and things like that but i think you know there are a few i mean there are a few idp rankings out there that are decent enough to get you started but i think the biggest mistake that people make when they get into idp is they just they toe dangle they just stick their toes in the water and they add like one defensive player or two defensive players and it's a flex position. And to me, that's, you might as well not do anything because you're just going to be like, why are all our IDPs outscoring our offensive players? And why are all these elite defensive players still on the waiver wires? And, you know, they're debating over whether or not to start Devin White or Joe Schobert. And it's like, start both of them but they don't have that ability because they only have one defensive player to pick from and so I think I've seen a lot of people in the different Facebook groups and and things like that and on Reddit and even some on the server here where they're talking about what what do I do here and it's like I there's not really advice for having one or two defensive players you just roll the dice and between one elite player and another elite player and hope you, you know, pick the right person who has the big game that week. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. are, if you're taking the dive in IDP, you got to do it right. Like you wouldn't start, sorry, there's a thunderstorm. I don't know if you guys can hear that, <laughs> but um, it's got a big thunder. Anyway, if you, you take the dive, you do it, you go all in. You got to start at least two, two players at a given position, two linebackers, two defensive backs, two defensive linemen, and at least at least one flex, if not two, to just get started and then just go with that, go with the rankings, and just trust that, trust the process, basically. 
Trust the process. Joel would be. You got uh, to go for it. If you don't go for it, then you're not going to have a good experience. And then you're going to go back to doing team defenses because you're like, I didn't see the point. There was no benefit. Well, let's hope that anybody trusting the process fares better than the Sixers did that year. So. <laughs> I'm not. And, sorry, but I do actually get that reference. <laughs> um, trust the process. Well, Last linebacker question for the moment. Any linebackers or anyone at all to own on the Jaguars? I, you know, that the news came through with Schobert going to the Steelers, and I have been, like, racking my brain trying to figure out what's going on. I think, obviously, Miles Jack is going to have the opportunity there, and if he can stay healthy and capitalize on it, then I think his stock absolutely goes up. Um. As far as anyone else, you know, I don't, I don't really know. There's not really many other players there that have had a lot of IDP success. There's uh, uh, Damian Williams, who played for the Chiefs. He's on the Jaguars now. He had a couple of okay seasons, and so he may be showing some things in camp that, you know, he didn't show elsewhere and you know you got my buddy urban meyer being a buckeyes fan got him down there and he's you know kind of known for having some pretty solid defenses in college at least so i don't know if that translates to pros or not we'll see coming up but the news kind of kind of surprised me i didn't see them getting rid of showbert if anything and they Probably should have gotten rid of Miles Jack, but that's me. You know, a couple of people were asking about Dylan Moses, and as far as I know, I haven't heard any news about him. Is you know he's not been practicing as far as I know, but you know he was pretty dominant when he was healthy in Alabama. But I don't know if there's some surprise news or what the Steelers are giving up in the trade. Like we don't know what's going to Jacksonville for Joe Schobert. So <clears throat> it's it's kind of up in the air. I think as we find out more about what's going on there, we'll we'll be able to kind of tackle that um, in the coming days or weeks once we see a little bit more of what's going on there. And how does Schobert's move uh, fare his value? I don't think it affects it a whole lot. Um, you know, there are plenty of examples of teams being able to produce multiple linebackers that are at an elite level. You know, I think, I mean, going back to the Vikings last year with Kendricks and Wilson, they were both, I think, top 20 linebackers off the top of my head. So I think, obviously, with Devin Bush and Schobert, they can both you know, take take the – they can both kind of keep their value. It might affect a little bit. I mean, obviously, you've got, you know, Spillane there who thought he was going to get his opportunity, and then you get Joe Schobert coming to town kind of <laughs> all over that. I know that probably hurts a lot of people's feelings who went out and got Spillane when Williams retired, but I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. So I think we'll – kind of find out more once once we get things rolling and see how 
each of those guys are used. I don't know how much time either of them are going to get in preseason, to be honest with you, but I think Sobert's got to get at least some time in there to kind of get used to the defense. But, um, I mean, he's moving from – he's moving a defensive scheme too. So it's going to be – going to be something to definitely keep an eye on i don't think it's going to affect it that much because like i said the talent is still there like he's still an elite player um and so i think i think he's going to be okay if anyone out of the two between showbert and bush is going to be affected it would be probably be bush would probably take a hit before showbert did uh, but that's just my kind of gut reaction there to the the news that just came through right before the in the session here uh yeah we'll keep that for a little bit longer um i really don't want to deal with that yet but uh sticking on the topic of preseason football thank goodness it's finally here uh, are there any sleepers of yours that you're hoping to see in action early and often in the early weeks i definitely want to see how some of the defensive backs are being used because i think Coming into the season, there was – See, you were just talking about you're not paying enough attention to the coaching schemes, and now you're saying you want to pay attention to how they're scheming the defensive backs. Well, not necessarily scheming them, but just how, how, like, how, they're, how they're, I guess, scheming and using are interchangeable. But um, you think of Trayvon Mooring and, you know, and with the Raiders – and then they draft two more safeties, and then they bring in um, Abram from back from the from the Browns, or not Abram Joseph back from the Browns. And it's like you don't know what's going on there. You draft this guy who's supposed to be an elite safety, and then you crowd the room with a bunch of other safeties, and you don't really know what to make of it. Um, definitely want to see. Um, guys like Richie Grant and what they're capable of doing because that, you know, the the Falcons lost both of their safeties to the Cowboys, basically, uh, at least their starting safeties from last year. So I think there are a couple of safeties that I really want to see how well they can do um, in the preseason here and see if they can make some plays and, and do that. Um, there's a uh, – Couple of defensive linemen, I think. You've got your, your Jalen Phillips and your Rousseaus and stuff like that, that and Quiddy Pay that are, I think, going to have their opportunity. But um, one of my sleepers from the article I wrote for Dynasty Nerds is uh, the Boogie Basham, also picked by the Bills. I want to see, I, I think he has a legitimate shot to actually start as well as Rousseau. So I think. I think that's some that's that's what I'm kind of looking at. So I know that the top guys are gonna have their opportunities. Um, I think it's those kind of middle of the pack down towards the the rookie sleepers that are that you're really gonna want to pay attention to. And then honestly, the the biggest one for me just to see if they can put their money where their mouth is is the Cardinals with. Isaiah Simmons and Zayn Collins, if they're going to actually do what they said they're going to do, then they need to show that they can do it before I can really 
put a lot of stock in what they said because they said a lot last year when they drafted Simmons and they didn't do a lot with him. So I'm really going to be keeping my eye out on that situation as well. How frustrating was that usage of Simmons last year? Yeah, I mean, because... Thank God for taxi slots. Right? <laughs> I just feel bad for people who, you know, drafted him thinking they were getting a starter, you know, and it's just... Yeah, it was it was bad. And then there are a couple of people out there who had Isaiah Simmons ranked really high. And I'm just like, I'm not gonna do that until I see it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me twice, can't fool me again, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not doing it again. So I, I think I only have Simmons in a couple places and that was only because he kind of fell into my lap. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll go ahead and, and pick him up. And if he does what I think he's capable of doing, then it's going to be great. But I just – I don't trust him, but we'll see what happens. So if Jordan Hicks doesn't go anywhere, that's going to affect that because Jordan Hicks is still a solid player, and he's going to take up some snaps from somebody. and. I just don't know. <clears throat> I don't trust it. Don't trust it as far as I can throw it. And we just mentioned a bunch of IDP rookies there. Are there any in particular, not necessarily ones that you just mentioned, but others as well, that you feel that you're higher on than the consensus face football community? Um... Most, I'm trying to think of where I've seen some conflicting. You say Quiddy Pay. You got high hopes for Quiddy? I do, even though I'm a Buckeye. You know, I I can still recognize talent when it's there. I don't think the team up north knew what the hell they're doing. I still don't know. What, I still don't think they know what they're doing. I think that whole experience is or experiment with. Um, ah, I can't even think his name just Harbaugh has just failed miserably, but, um, he's still really talented. Um, I think he's got the opportunity there. I think that defense is going to be on the field quite a bit if Wentz can't stay healthy. <laughs> so I think, um, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of pass rushing opportunities, but I think he's going to make the most of it. And I think, I think he definitely gets the the start going into week one because um, they don't really have a lot of opportunity or a lot of other a lot of depth there. Um, couple of rapid fire: Aaron Donald or T.J. Watt? Who's better in your eyes? As a player, or as a fantasy asset, dealer's choice. <laughs> dealer's choice. I can. I guess I can do a two-parter. I think. I think obviously Aaron Donald and TJ Watt are the top at their respective positions. You know, I don't think Aaron Donald can play the outside like TJ Watt. And I don't think TJ Watt can play inside like Aaron Donald. So I think their skill sets are completely different um, with pretty much the same result. To be honest with you, they both have a decent tackle floor. Um, meaning that they're going to get more tackles than your average defensive lineman. 
Um, but I think if we, if I look at raw talent and if we were to say they're the same age and we're just thinking redraft or whatever, then I, I think I got to go with TJ Watt as, as having a slight edge over no pun intended over Aaron Donald. Um, I just think that he is that elite talent that is, you know, one of those like once in a, a decade kind of players. Not to say that Aaron Donald is a slouch by any stretch of the imagination, but I just think that TJ Watt brings something extra to it. You know, it's, you always hear people talking about the intangibles. I think that TJ Watt has those intangibles that just make him able to be that step above, just ever so slightly above someone like Aaron Donald. I still think TJ Watt should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. And I know that other people will agree with me on that one. Um, but yeah. And who's the better Bosa? Who's the better Bosa? Mm-hmm. If both of them are healthy, which is a, a big if for both of them, both seem to be dinged up all the time. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta go Nick. Okay. Okay. Disagree, but. Yeah, it's, it's hard, I think. I don't know. Explain Nick? it. Explain it. Give me your thought process. it's just it's one of those things so obviously i watched them both play for the buckeyes and i just i see nick have more of a a fire for lack of a better word like he's got that that intensity that i just don't really see joey have as much like you know he's the defensive lineman so he's a big dude but i just don't think He's got that drive and that fire that Nick does, where he just brings that that passion and that like almost like an intimidation factor to his game, where he can intimidate an offensive lineman or, or a running back just trying to pick up a pick up a blitz or whatever. Like I think he can just get that edge over over Joey in that category. I don't think it's necessarily, again, like it's one of those intangible, it comes down to the intangibles for me. I think it just comes down to that where I think Nick's drive and power and motivation are a little stronger than, than Joey's. All righty. And those are the only two uh, player matchups I was looking to see your thoughts on <laughs> for the moment, uh, or chat, I guess is to say. Um, we're going to... We both are not fans of having team defenses, uh, well, dealing with team defenses, but you're not get rid of team, get rid of the team defense on the redraft leagues, are you? No, yeah, if you're just doing a redraft league and you're doing it with coworkers or your family or whatever, you have a team defense, you know, if it's just for, you know, a, a redraft league, I think... In Dynasty, there's no point. Like, I just don't understand. Like, just add another flex position or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And- but um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to besmirch anyone for having a team defense and redraft. I think, you know, no, you need, you need that. I agree. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that you weren't part of that. Well, get rid of tight end and get rid yeah. of kicker and get rid of defense. It's like, just play the positions. Well, kicker, and- kickers are a different story. Well, redraft again. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. But yeah, I just don't, I don't think team defenses or kickers for that matter really have a place in Dynasty. Agreed. Agreed 110%. Yeah, um, they're just not. Like, I see I see people posting trades with team defenses involved. I'm just like, how how do you quantify the dynasty value on a team defense? Like, especially with... Year after year after year. Yeah, like, yeah. no. Like, anyway. Queue uh, up the, about 30 minutes ago, we were talking about coach changes and team defenses, yeah. and that's why you don't do it. Um, yeah. But speaking of team that, that would be those, that would be the quantifiable difference maker when you have defensive coordinator turnover, which happens so frequently because if you get a good defensive coordinator, more than likely they're going to get a head coaching job in the next two or three years. That's just how it usually works out. And speaking of team defenses, while we're here, the Colts. What are we thinking? Oh, and you better speak carefully, big dog. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I think... um, So if we think of team defensive scoring where they're scoring sacks as one or two points or... We we don't have to talk about in fantasy relevancy, just... uh, I thought the question was... That Tyruzzi had was finishing as the number one deep... DST. So. Oh, okay. In that case, yeah. Go ahead and answer that. But I think, as a as a unit, I think they have pretty damn good defensive unit, especially with you know bolstering that defensive line. Get, I mean, Darius Leonard is obviously like he's a playmaker. He's a difference maker. He's not just a tackling machine. He can also you know drop back into coverage and pick off. A handful of inner, you know, pick off a handful of passes every year. He's going to get the quarterback with sacks. And so I think, you know, you've got tons of opportunity there. Defensive backs are not anything to, you know, dismiss by any stretch of the imagination. They're not going to be your top tier defensive backs for fantasy, but they're, I think, solid enough to kind of hold their own, give give the the front seven an opportunity to get the quarterback. And I think they're going to look to hopefully keep their team in a lot of games this year because I don't have a lot of faith in Carson Wentz anymore, staying healthy uh, for an entire season. Um, So um, they're going to rely heavily on their defense. So we'll see if they can hold up. And another team that got asked about here was our man that's listening live. How do you feel about the Vikings this year? Vikings, I I feel pretty good. Um, I think that um, I think that if Daniil Hunter can return to at least close to as close to 100% as he can, then that's obviously going to help out. Um, 
Kendricks to me is still a top 10 linebacker. I think that, um, yeah, I think trying to think through what else. I just, I'm kind of on the fence. I think they've got a chance to, to make a difference. I think losing Eric Wilson was a bigger deal than people are making it out to be because he kind of came out of nowhere with bars injury, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm with think, you. Okay. I think they'll be okay, but I can't really, I don't yeah. have confidence in that. I guess this is where I'm going with that. Gotcha. Um, we're coming up on the end of the hour, so I've got two questions here, or really three, that I really want to get into. I'm going to leave the channel open for everybody else. So if you have more questions, obviously post them. I'm sure Bomber would be happy to answer them in text. Uh, but, Bomber, two ask a good question. There's lots of metric sites that you can go for the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, is that basically where the IDP Army is going to get the time to shine? Are there other sites that you would recommend? Um, or are there even specific metrics that you're looking for to key in on prospects? Yeah, so that is something that the IDP Army is definitely wanting to become the, the source for that. Um, I think that what we're what we are doing and it's mostly jordan let's just be honest with that is the index is his baby um the amount of information that is there and the way that he has compiled it i think is very accessible where he's not only giving you know rankings and tiers and things like that but also trade values which is something that is kind of tricky when it comes to defensive players, I still don't think people really have a grasp on trade value <clears throat> when it comes to dynasty, especially. Um, and so I think that's one of the big things. Um, even breaks it down into number of impact plays because unlike offensive players who, you know, they get their yardage and they get a touchdown, you're not looking at a bunch of different play types or scoring categories you're looking at yardage you know points per reception and touchdowns but with idp you're looking at a number of other scorable categories and the idp army index breaks it down into impact plays so you can see um and those impact plays would be like a forced fumble interception a sack um different things like that, even a tackle for loss is an impact play because um, the way that Jordan has categorized it and defined it and how we're moving forward with that in the IDP Army is basically a play that has a significant impact on the um, the momentum of a given team. So Obviously, any time a turnover is created is an impact play. Anytime, you know, you get a tackle for a loss, that's going to be an impact play um, because it's going to mean the down to distance is not what it should be. 
So breaking things down that way where the information is still accessible and you don't have to comb through, you know, the deep analytics that I was mentioning before, but it's giving you the information that you need to really be successful on the IDP side of things. All righty. I love all the points you just made there. Um, would you say that the impact plays are sort of like the, would you compare them closer to receptions or targets on the offensive side of things? Um, because I'm wondering if volume is king, would you say the impact plays are the volume you're looking for, or are you just looking for snap share on defensive players? For for like to to do a a parallel to like targets and receptions, it would be the snap the snap count, just the the opportunity there. Um, so the more the more you're on the field, the more opportunity you have to to score. Um, the impact to me would be more closer. It would be closer to um, it would be closer to a touchdown because if you um, let's assume we're talking about you know, IDP one, two, three scoring and sleeper as far as different plays stacking points. So like a sack, for example, it doesn't just score the sack, it scores the sack, the tackle for loss and the tackle. So you're looking at your sack is your touchdown. If you want to have an offensive equivalent, your tackle for loss is the yardage that a player would have on a given touchdown play. And then the tackle is the reception. So you can break it down that way to kind of get a better understanding of which play equates to what, if you're looking at like an offensive, like parallel there. So your plays. So like, like I said before, like your linebackers are King. You could even put them up into a category, like a quarterback where you know a linebacker is going to have like 25 to 30 impact plays like a quarterback's going to have 25 to 30 touchdowns so it just kind of like you can think about it that way as far as finding a good offensive parallel i love it that's very well spoken it's very well put um i'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock here give the crowd your best feel on why they need to play IDP immediately. And your time starts now. Uh, I'm on the clock. So, um, like I said before, I think it's it's got to be just the having a weekly, having more players to look at in a given week where you can watch any game and you're going to have a player in that game. Even if it's just one player, you're going to care more about that game if you've got an, a, a player playing in that game. So you've got your, your team, you know, your homer team that you root for. But now when you open the floodgates to IDP, you've got twice as many players that you can be excited about and, you know, cheer on even if you're watching like a, a Jaguars-Texans game or something like that. You know, you've got more players that you can get excited about. Great. Just under 30 seconds. Perfect timing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, lastly, Bomber, tell everybody where to find you at on Twitter, where to find you at on here, 
where to find your content, all of the above. So I'm uh, I'm normally hanging out in the dredges of the IDP channels. I'll I'll sneak up and go into the dynasty channels every once in a while and redraft and things like that if I'm feeling feeling frisky or whatever. But you can generally find me down there. I usually check in on those IDP channels at least once a day. Um, so you may not get an immediate response from me or, or whatever, but there are several other guys who stepped up on the IDP side of things with the different, you know, leagues that we've kind of put together with duct tape and bubble gum uh, from people in the server to <laughs> kind of get them more acquainted with IDP. And a lot of those guys are, you know, really offering some good advice as well. And, um, so that's where I, you can find me here. Um, my Twitter handle is at IDP underscore bomber. Um, I'll be on there. I don't post too much there. Um, I will definitely more now that preseason's kicked off and, and the season's coming in. Um, I'll definitely pick up there. Um, and then uh, I'll still be writing articles throughout the season for Dynasty Nerds and IDP Army. Um, I'll probably be picking up some more live stream voice stuff here during the season, uh, here and there. So I'll let you all know when that's happening. Um, but yeah, that's where y'all can find me. All righty. I can't th- say thank you enough, Bomber. This has been a great AMA. Uh, I've already seen plenty of people in chat saying that you're doing a great job. And that they can't wait to get the recording for the folks that got here late. Shame on y'all, by the way. He was here on time, <laughs> and guests rarely are. Uh, thanks again for doing all this. Everybody be sure to check out all the Bomber's content, like he said, on DynastyNerds.com. Uh, be sure to check out the IDP Army's content that he's got a hand in. Him and Jordan run a great ship. Uh, also, we've added a number of sponsors since our last AMA. Uh, looks like Rotoviz. Uh, who else is it? Rotoviz, Dynasty League Football, and Fantasy Points will all be around the neck of the woods. So be looking for some AMAs from those guests. Uh, Want to thank you one more time again for donating the time this evening to be spending it with us here on the server answering questions. I know you've got the children that you've been trying to put to bed and keeping the wife happy, but thanks for uh, spending the hour here with us, Bomber. Yeah, no problem. They're, they're tucked away. And uh, everybody, be sure to come back. We're going to have something going on. Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know in announcements. But for everybody here from FFC, this is Space Ghost Force signing off with IDP Bomber. Everybody sure be sure to check out the recording, and we'll see you all on the flip side. Thanks for tuning in.